Hello, Street Fight listeners. Welcome to the live show. Um, we are not going to have a lot of video this episode. So, Peach Bus, Peach underscore Bus, thank you for showing up for this live stream. Uh, we are on the worst internets of our life. Um, I have, I have your, uh, I have the divorce day, the worst package um, with wires that have not been chained. And uh, Brian's in the middle of nowhere, roughing it um, in a parking lot. So not going to be a lot of activity on the stream today, uh, but we would love to still chat and hear from all y'all. Of course, that's what we're here for. We do it every single week. We're not going to stop just because the internet says no. We'll be yelling this out the fucking window if we have to. Um, so thank you for everybody that is listening and thank you to the Street Fight community. It really is all of y'all. Uh, you know, Jack Sullivan posts the other day in the Facebook group. And, uh, you know, he's somebody I'm a proud to, to call a listener. And there's so many of you that have, have made a wonderful community and forward in this fucked up uh, world. Uh, community is going to be the biggest thing that holds us together. Um, you know, talk to your neighbors and don't all don't say everything on the Internet and uh, get to know everybody around you because it could be important. Uh, but that's the world we're heading in. And uh and Street Fight will be here, you know, narrating the whole thing for as long as we can, even if it's on walkie-talkies. Uh, but tonight we have a very special Street Fight because Brian is in the middle of a horrible situation. Our, one of our favorite things about Brian is he always has finds a horrible situation. This is the most horrible. Last night and right now are the two most horrible parts of my situation. Uh, okay. After this, I think I'll be okay. But I okay. have been stressing all day trying to set up something to do a podcast. First, I, I got to tell you. Okay, I'll just start from the beginning. Uh, my wife, like, really wants to look at stars. It's specifically, like, she wants to see, like, the northern lights and, like, sure. the Milky Way or whatever. You know, the magic. Aurora Borealis. Stars. Yeah, yeah. The magic so I, shit. I spend... We're talking about months figuring out, okay, where is the best place closest to me that you could go and really see some fucking heavy stars? Mm -hmm. And uh, I find this place called Alpena, Michigan, which has, uh, they have like really incredible uh, three dark parts, which is crazy. They, usually you can't find one dark part. There's none where I you drive like two yeah. hours to get to the Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's not even that good, right? It closes early, which is insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. We got yeah, to kind of bend the rules for the dark park. Maybe not have normal business hours for that one. Like, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> so uh, we, 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 I get a, I, I'm like, okay, there's a camper here that I could rent on Airbnb because there's not really any hotels here or anything. Okay. Um, so I rent this camper and it says it has Wi-Fi. It says it has cable and, uh, you know, it's got a TV in there and it's got air conditioning. So it's looking Go like, hey, yeah, the it does say glamping on the thing too. It says to your glamp, I swear to God, on the uh, ad. And I was I like, peg, I peg you for a glamper every time. Yeah. So first thing that happens when I, when we're leaving, I've been sick also for like three days. So <laughs> uh, just can't I, get I, that I, COVID though. Just can't seem to. Yeah. Everything I know, else. But. I know. So I get sick and uh, I'm tired and my wife drives all the way here because I didn't feel like I could drive because I was too tired. Mm. Yeah, and, reversing uh, the roles. Wow, that's amazing. Big, big new Way thing, go, Ryan. You didn't throw a yeah, fit yeah. and yell at her. You didn't have. You didn't insist on driving, even though you had like a stomach ache and were barely alive while you were driving the whole family. I exactly. I felt like I was like going to. Uh, I I just needed to sleep. You know. Yeah. I feel a lot better today. But uh, so we're driving up here. Everything's going great. I'm like, she'll sit outside. I'll do the podcast. And then go in and watch wrestling when it's over. It'll be a nice little night. And then tomorrow we'll go, you know, to another place and see stuff and then see the stars at night. So that's my plan. And I get here and the guy immediately 
he calls me and he says, uh, the lockbox is broken, so I need you to call me Ooh. to uh, check in to the thing, which, uh, you oh, know. You're, yeah, now you're trapped in his wacky world already. Yeah, and Doing I didn't favors. want, I never want to do that. I, I never I want to talk to the guy. That's They're why not, you do Airbnb. We don't see each other. We don't, I, you have no idea. I, know, I, I want, don't want to know what you look like at all. <laughs> yeah. So I fucking call him. He calls me like three times, by the way, on the way here. Like, hey, you know when you're going to be here? Uh, Holy moly. So I know. I get here. Uh, he comes over to let me in. And this like really ominous thing he said. First, he goes like, uh, yeah, uh, the Wi-Fi isn't that great over here. Uh, uh-huh. I, uh, I, I don't. I didn't want to put an extra internet in here because I don't know when the place is going to be rented and when it's not. And so uh, we're kind of standing well, there. <laughs> yeah, that's not good at all. You're in trouble. Someone starts telling you that they're like bad at business. Like you're the customer and they're like, I'm really bad at business. The next thing he says to me, dude, is like, uh, uh, well, it doesn't have cable, but it has an antenna. And we're like, okay. And he goes, but you don't want to watch TV while you camp anyway. And I was like, all right, this is but all I this did, fuck. Yeah, if I wanted to camp, I would have rolled up a little backpack on my back and, and went somewhere and laid it down. I went to a fucking internet website on my phone on 5G and said, I want to glamp. I want to go to a camper that has Wi-Fi and, and cable. Also, these things are... Uh, minuscule amounts because he whatever he gets from you staying there is 100% profit they're not investing anything in it it's just shit he already owns exactly so he could just have the internet there what about $150 a night or whatever I'm paying how about that goes toward to pay the bill for the internet for this fucking place exactly well it's also Sam is right too even like what Vacation TV is so much better because you're like not your normal self and you can kind of just get experimental and everybody can just get caught up in something and then you have like an inside joke, you know, for the rest of your life. So a TV is essential for traveling. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Uh, it, they have regular, they have it so it looks like there's cable in there because there's a cable oh, nice. line running to the TV, but it runs nice. to an antenna that you can't <laughs> see. That's but so I figured out quickly. Yeah. Cable guy, real cable guy, comedian. I know. I should have told him, you know, I'm a cable guy, right? And so uh, then I can I'm, take a look at it for you. <laughs> so I'm losing my fucking mind. Last night, we just crammed a bunch of sleeping pills and my wife had some wine and we just fucking went to sleep when we got here because yeah. there was nothing to fucking do. We couldn't turn on a yeah. TV and watch TV because... We didn't have any way to stream anything. I guess we could have watched regular ass TV, but I'm not fucking doing that, you know? So I solved the TV problem by going to a coffee shop and pirating a bunch of shit on their Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. <laughs> and putting it on my computer. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yes, that is what I did. Fuck. I went to a fucking coffee shop you're, and pirated like 10 things on torrent sites and fucking left. You're paying money for this experience. Yeah. Well, I'm not paying any. I, 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 I bought a coffee. And then, no, but uh, I mean, that for this asshole that he's, you're paying to stay at his place. It's costing you now. You have to take time out of your trip to fucking pirate. Yes, yes. So I pirated a bunch of stuff. And I, then charge I, him, I charge him a cable. You say, hey, it's all right. Uh, I'll just prorate you for the cable. You know, uh, I went and took an hour or two of my time to go download some movies. That's like 40 bucks to me. Just pay the cable bill this month straight to me and said. Oh, well, I'm not done with that part. Oh, uh, God damn it. I, uh, couldn't, I couldn't get much stuff pirated just because I didn't have like I don't know. I didn't have all the apps. I tried to look through DB the stuff. That he, yeah, I looked through DB stuff, but it was like I had to read and shit. Uh, uh, so I was like, I, I don't have time for this right now. Uh, so what I did was I went on my phone and I opened up HBO Max 
and I downloaded like eight things that I wanted to watch on HBO okay. Max. Then I went okay. to Walmart and I bought an adapter for an HDMI cable to my phone. And so tonight we dine on whatever it was I downloaded. <laughs> on eight very precious episodes of The Wire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. What's the, cho- what's the choices on there? What are you, what are you thinking? I got uh, four episodes or three episodes of We Own This City, which is, okay. I mean, really basically The Wire, but in Philadelphia. Yeah, made by the okay. same guys, everything. Everything about it. It's even got Marlo in it. Um, so Shit. I got that. I, <laughs> I got a, uh, I downloaded a um, true crimes thing that we had been watching about these freaks that uh, uh, confessed to a murder they didn't do. So that mm-hmm. was kind of exciting. We haven't watched that yet. And then last night in Soho, we have last night in Soho, which is an Edgar Wright thriller. Oh, uh, it's like okay. a horror movie by Edgar Wright, I believe. So we got that. And uh, The Princess. Wait. What was the other one? Wait, what was it? The, horror, the Edgar Wright horror movie again? Last night in Soho. Oh, it's horrible. Don't see it. Well, <laughs> I have to see it. Oh, you have to. It's one of your precious movies. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry I got- if that revealed some of the too much plot details. <laughs> so I got something called The Princess, too, uh, which is like John Wick, but with a woman that's the princess, I think. Okay. Like she just yeah, goes around killing quality. people. Yeah, you're doing a little bit quality. This is like a girl's trip. It is. It is a little bit. And then when we get back, because you know this show's going to be a hot hour for sure. It's just going to be 60 minutes. When I get back. They don't need ads. I I have to try to find some kind of food, uh, which is pretty wild here. I mean, for me, it's a little bit easier. Being a vegetarian here is not great. I I don't think that my wife is having... You know, everything she's, first of all, she ordered like a chicken, uh, not a chicken. She ordered a wrap that at this fucking restaurant had a wrap, right? And it had a breakfast wrap and a lunch wrap. And they were both the same name, but Uh the breakfast wrap didn't have meat and the lunch wrap had chicken. So we got there a little before noon. She orders this wrap. That's not supposed to have meat. She gets it. It has chicken. And then she has to. She keeps looking at the menu. She's like, it doesn't even fucking say chicken on the menu. And then she looks and there's like another piece of paper that's a lunch menu. And it's the same name, but it has chicken in it. (laughs) So (laughs) that got fucked up. And uh, yeah, the food here is a little bit, I don't know. I do not know about the food situation. But I don't want to cook because the water smells like shit. The Coney Islands aren't very welcoming. I don't think there's, this isn't a Coney Island joint though. Oh, this is a type of place with some Coney. Cause I already have decided I'm getting Coney Island sometime uh-huh. while we're here. Uh, I um, just probably yeah, I mean, have to drive sounds, about an hour and a half. Oh my God. I mean, uh, so you're going to get all your money back, right? You, you can write a book report on this and get all your money back from Airbnb, you know? I, well, okay. People did say I should ask for a refund and, and I really want to ask for a refund. Right. But the guy is staying in the house right next to me. So I don't want to fucking request a refund now and then have him walk over and knock on the door. Like, are you ready requesting a refund? <laughs> so yeah, if I, mean, I he, can, he's already probably going to call you cause he has your phone number. So he's probably only going to already going <laughs> to step that ever step that even when you get back to Ohio. He sounds like I that know. type. I know. But uh, when I get home, uh, I don't want to leave him a bad review either. You know? He deserves it. Yes. there. It's, it's Stop with this millennial-ass bullcrap. Bad thing. We can point out when feet. people are bad and shitty. I don't, it might be their mental illness. He needs to get it checked out. It's, he, it's, it's just, he's, he's promising shit to people and putting them in a nightmare scenario. And now they're spending hundreds of extra dollars and taking hours out of their fucking trip to accommodate this fucking piece of shit that can't 
that shouldn't be in charge of anybody stay anywhere. This is why Airbnb shouldn't be a thing because these it's like my daughter could do a better job. She yeah, wants to be a hotelier. With, she knows that like, <laughs> you have to have shit ready to go. You do not. She is like a perfectionist when it comes to running a hotel. Yeah, this ain't. This is my last Airbnb. It's over. I'm done. They want. They they fucking won. Uh, I lost. Yeah, I I stopped. Done. I stopped. Outrageous, and then I started realizing that like these cheap hotels are are good enough for me. I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, I don't do the. I won't do a super eight ever again in my life. But um, some of the other stuff, it's really not that big of a deal for me. I mean, I could be in a conference room right now doing this, and just getting yeah. it done, and being done, and then having a, a TV, then taking a shower, like all that stuff I could have had, you know. But no, no, fucking. There's only one hotel. It's a Holiday Inn Express, and I felt like that sounded gross, uh, so I did not want to go there. Really, you're you're too bougie, dude. No, I like I like a four star hotel. Like I, I like to go four or Holiday up. Holiday Inn Express, like at least has they are updated. They're like a modern company. They're not they're not like falling to pieces. Like Red Roof Inn is falling to pieces. Holiday Inn <laughs> Express is like on it. They're still competitive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that Airbnb is wrong and it's bad, but it's like also cheap and like. The, the reason I used it for this trip specifically is because there just aren't a lot of hotels at all. Sure. Because no, I get it. I, I used it. I, the I, last time I used it actually was last year and I did the same scenario. I found someone made a camper. They had a really old 1950s camper that they turned into this thing where they had a big like spider web, like trampoline in the trees that you could go walk in. And they had like a shower outdoors for bathing and shit. And they had, and they had um, a little cooking area and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a cooking area. It's just the water smells like Duke. So really, can't really cook with that water. Yeah, yeah. So I also Wait. have to figure. I'm, I'm basically going to eat Arby's tonight. I guarantee you, oh, what's no. going to end up happening is, and and you know what I had for dinner yesterday? Pizza Hut. And now I've got that pizza butt. I mean, yeah. For Don't real. do it, man. You gotta just eat some vegetation outside of the woods, and you're gonna be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> we bought a veggie Arby's, tray. Get a salad, Arby salad at least, or something. Oh my, they don't sell. They deep fry their salads at Arby's, don't they? Yeah, but I don't want to like. Honestly, I don't want to take craps while I'm here. So <sighs> that's not. That's that's also bad. I mean, you might have to think about that. <laughs> I know we bought a veggie tray because we don't want to cook. So we just have to, we're just getting handfuls of carrots and fucking broccoli out of a veggie tray. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Desperate yeah. times. It's tough, man. I think we're going to leave a day early, too. You're going to be stronger for this. Your love is going to be stronger leave. than ever. We're going to leave Friday instead of Saturday, I think, at night. Can you pay for Friday? Drive at night. Yeah. God damn it. You got to tell them the whole story, dude. You got to tell them that it ruined everything. <laughs> it, it made a night. You, you need to get all your money back. And you need to, I mean, you need to threaten paying about the amenities they offer and for letting like scam artists. I mean, I would get all, I, I, I'm just, this is horrible. It does feel like I'm pretty pissed about the, the Wi-Fi, I think. And it's only because also like, okay, fine. It water, I'm a, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, yeah, I, I'm a roughing it guy and I could download stuff, but the shit water is like too far. Exactly. The, the water being bad. It's like where we stayed at the place in Florida where the water smelled bad. Oh, but we're yeah, here for farty. Farty Yeah, water. it's that farty. Farty pants water, exactly. It's the worst shit in the world, man. And it's just like, okay, so I got to drink bottled water. Uh, I'll tell you another quick story about earlier today. What I did was I got up, I got a big pan, I poured bottled water in the pan, and I put it on the stove, and I went to heat it up. I heated it up till it was hot. And then I, I grabbed a towel, because they don't have washcloths for some reason. Oh, they no. said they yeah. had washcloths, but all they have is towels. Oh. So 
that kind of fucked me a little bit. So I grab a towel and I grab uh, uh, my soap that I brought and I uh, use it on the end of the towel. And then I wipe my balls and ass with this towel. But you have to rinse that off too. So I then end up walking out to the stove and taking one of those easy crush bottled waters and I stick the water in the thing and I squirt it up in my crotch like a douche. <laughs> not, not like a not like a douche person, like as in I, I did like almost a douche. Sure. It's fine. It's, it works. It's healthy. Gets it out. Um, that's horrible. They got you living like the hillbilly from the Looney Tunes out there. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy is like, oh, washing out of a pot of fucking water. Like, does that, this is glamping. And then imagine putting glam spends $2,500 on a ticket to Coachella. And then they have to wash, wash their armpits and douche them full of bottled water. I know glamping is just, I, I wanted to say like glamping, just glamping not mean anything anymore. You know? I know there should be certified. We need a glamping certification and we can't leave it up to like the labels anymore. If it's glamping, it's luxury. God damn it. But isn't it also like a thing where like, it's fine if you don't have Wi-Fi. If you're in the middle of nowhere or cable, yeah. like that's sure. totally fucking fine. If somebody signs up to stay at a place where they want to unplug and disconnect and sit around a fucking fire or whatever, that's fucking in the really dark. great. Yeah. That's really fucking great for them. And I'm happy for them, but that is like not what you're selling something where I can do the things I have to without creeping around the back of your house trying to download stuff off your fucking Wi-Fi. Oh, and the scandalous, the most scandalous part is they have the Wi-Fi password up on the wall inside the thing. So when you get there, you're oh. like... <laughs> you're like, my phone's not finding it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, it's hard. And you know what? I almost wanted to go knock on the door and say, you know, you could move your router to your garage and we could both have Wi-Fi. But what That's my true. guess is, is that he wouldn't have it all the way on the other side of his house. So he's like, fuck that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> right. Well, my TV's over on the other side. I need the best connection over there. I don't know. When he said, I don't watch TV when I'm camping, I, I should have been like, okay, yeah. why are you telling me this? You know? Why, he said, <laughs> why are you he said telling that? me this? Yeah, that's yeah, what I missed he said. That part. Fuck yeah, that. that's what he said. And it's like, I should have asked him why he told me this because I wanted to say, bro, I'm not camping. I'm glamping. And glamping has TV. He was, he was like, no, they just make you check the box that says you have Wi-Fi and cable. Nobody's going to fucking use them. We just check the box. Well, they have Moroku in there too, Brett. Oh, Brett. That you can't use. But it's sitting there when you get in there so it's in the pictures when they take the pictures. Look for, an antique, look for antique stuff, even if it's the fucking faucets, and just yank them out. Because sometimes in those old campers, like, parts can be rare. So I would just start junking that thing from the inside, kind of like when you steal, a, steal stuff from work slowly. Well, it's not an old camper, though. I'm not in, like, uh, 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 one of those, those other th those silver things. It's like a, a new-style camper. Uh, so, Yeah. Yes, it is psycho what's happening to me. Uh, but you know what? I'll be better for it in the end. You know, maybe. I don't know. That sucks, man. It's like, uh, it's so, it's hard. I mean, really, you get so much out of just knowing these things are coming up. I have vacation coming up in July. I'm going to Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, it's, I'm wearing my uh, Christmas Santa surfing shirt for it in celebration like i'm already there um i don't have to do anything all day at the beach probably read a book for the first time in two fucking years um but if i showed up and like it, there was a car accident or if like i couldn't wasn't com i mean wasn't comfortable staying at the place like it i would that would sour me so that would fucking suck because you don't you don't get vacations are not easy to come by no no, if I could get the Not money back, us. though, that'll be sick. And like, if I could get the money back, and it, it's like 500 bucks, if I could get that money back, that might be kind of sick. Though. Yeah, like, you could start over. You could start yeah, over and, and go somewhere else than like at the end of the summer or something. Yeah, 
lot of vacations because I spend my money on those instead of Legos. Yeah, yeah. I spent all my well, money I mean, on if, vacations and ho- on hotels. If I, if I got that money back, I could actually buy a Lego set too instead sure. of another vacation. You know, perfect. Yeah, you could show That's that to your thing. wife. You could build yeah, it together with no, your wife. No, I don't want other people getting in on my Lego building. Oh Jesus. Then it free up the time, you know. But maybe if they get their own set, sit across the table from me and work on it, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but no, I, I do my Legos alone, okay? Um, sure. Well, here's a story from NPR. I don't know if you saw this from Andrea Sue. It came out on Sunday. Um, go ahead. Oh, and I was, the yeah, I listened to I listened to NPR on the way to our very progressive church that I <laughs> at the Unitarian Church that I go to. I listen to NPR on the way, and you. Know, but I think I might have missed this one. Oh, okay. Well, this wasn't. This was on the website. It showed up on Twitter on Sunday, and I saw it, and I, I was relatively shocked by this but not shocked because you know npr is npr you know what i'm saying sure uh but uh let's go ahead and go through this and uh you know hopefully the internet holds out through the whole thing um a generation ago the words union shop were synonymous with auto factories and steel plants how the world has changed Today, coffee shops have become the face of a new labor movement as spirited union campaigns march through Starbucks stores from coast to coast. Um, so they already started on, they started off on the most conservative foot possible. Like unions used to be for like hardworking men, not for like bitch made millennials. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I didn't even think that's, about like where they were like, <laughs> yeah. That's all I heard. <laughs> yeah. Used to have they, to they never talked to, to their kids. They just they did the union. They only they never talked to the kids. They they punched their wife if they didn't talk, if they didn't like the union. And, and that's whose unions is for. Is it's not for for peoples with purple hairs. We don't want to see these these kids. You know these days asking for more just because they got piercing in the face. <laughs> well, it is. You used to have to know how to put a rivet in a piece of steel to be in a union. <laughs> now it's all latte. Right. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like that is like such a low key, like what? Not low key. That is what they used to use before the the current like union boom it's, started happening. Was that like unions aren't for you people? They're only for like white guys, basically, <laughs> big factories. Yeah, it's the most tired as shit, and it's like they're so far behind. I mean, I weep for NPR. They're just so conservative they're like five years they're just like a something to do five years ago exactly uh so union elections have soared 70 percent in 2022 over last year with starbucks alone accounting for half of the growth but organizing and coffee did not begin at starbucks it kicked off several years ago in independently owned coffee houses the kind of small businesses one might think of as the least likely of workplaces to unionize Whose owners See, are a far cry from billionaire Howard Schultz. These, they don't know anything. They're so out of touch. They've never, <laughs> they've never made a cup of coffee in their life. They've only had a servant. They've only paid money for fucking coffee, and they've never in their fucking life. They never even listen. They, like these people are at the coffee shop, and their manager is there, grabbing them by the back of their arm and saying shit in their ear is treating people like shit. And these people are just like, oh, I love my local coffee shop. It's the, the greatest spot in town. Every morning, come here and pay $7. And everybody loves it. The people are here. They love- it's like, it's so stupid. My, my daughter, somebody that my daughter worked with was like, what do you think about a union? And it got her all scared. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she was like, I mean, if you guys want to do it, I'll do it. In one case, (laughs) in Milwaukee, two different union drives, one year apart, reveal the kind of power that unions can wield. (laughs) I love that line. I love it. Uh, Whether the campaigns are successful or not. In one case, the coffee company's founder sat down with his staff, heard their grievances, and made significant changes. His cafes has remained union free. Well, that is a way to do it, though, right? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's better to be represented and have that all the time. But I also think definitely um, utilizing this is more, you know, independent or wild or IWW. Just if everybody gets together and says, like, uh, we're going to form a union, I guess you can get bought off. But, you know, I don't think that it's going to be better for the relationship because now they're going to think they they did something for you and they want you, you know, the next requests after that are going to be like scram, you know. But you can scare the shit out of them and probably get some of what you want, right? Like, that's, sure, I that's mean, the it's, way I'm thinking about it. It's you like can't get full-blown union. If it's six people and, yeah, if, if there's enough of you to just make a stink out of small business, I think that definitely is the way to go. It's better than nothing. It's better than sitting there and taking it. Yeah, and, and so this next paragraph, Brett, is, is going to make you really glad to hear. In the other, an entrepreneur's long-cherished dream of owning his own cafe and running it his own way turned dark the day his employees voted yes to a union. <laughs> so, <laughs> that dark day where so, they crushed this man's dream. So, yeah, in this, this dream where he was asleep and he was not making the coffee, he was just hovering over people. Um, that do the job and he didn't imagine having to pay them or take care of them or treat them like fucking humans. He didn't, he like, if you want to do one, I know I actually do know place. Yeah. Me too. It's one guy. He roasts the beans. He sells the beans. The hours are not in set in stone. He's very rude to you, but he makes very good coffee and he is the only one doing it. Like he, it's, it's he straight only up. And yeah. he only does drip coffee. He's not trying to get you a latte or you get what you get at right. that place. And it's good. So it stays but, open. But that's his dream. He doesn't want he doesn't want to have a he doesn't want to have people up front. He doesn't, you know, if that's what you want, go for it. But how you found yourself in charge of people and they're telling you you're an asshole. And that's like yeah. that's not part of my dream though. In my dream though, I got to go to civic events. Right, to to the mayor's garden party. In my dreams, people are nice, and my employees think I'm great, and they hang out with me, and they they want to be my friend, and we go get a beer after work, and <laughs> and it's really great. And they never ask for breaks or lunches or days off. And that's the other part of my dream. Imagine you're the, so you're, he's the, he's there. He's waking up from his dream uh, in the back of the office. And he goes and it's like seven of his employees are there and they're like, hey, Mark, we want to talk to you. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, you know, we need a lot of stuff to change here. And I think we want to form a union so that we can better represent our needs. And he goes, this isn't a part of my dream. <laughs> I'm just picturing them saying like, you know, it's really, you don't give us the days off we need and, and we don't make enough and, and we would like uh, benefits and and." you know, health benefits and stuff like that. And I just picture him sitting up in his bed sweating and freaking out from, from the dream. Uh, yeah. Oh, long, for sure. His, his long cherished dream, by the way. So stupid. What a way to word an article about this. Is, this. this is also, this is the bullshit of like capitalism and even like, like you said, the, the sandwich guy, he didn't make up a sandwich or he had no special recipes. He made like sandwiches. Everybody knows these people are making call. Everybody can do this. You're doing something everybody can do. So it's not like you are, you're not doing much of a value add by just being the asshole in charge. You, I mean, and, and it is, it's a, also something, it's like a drug where uh, it's like, it's like the weed dealer being like, I'm everybody's favorite person. Everybody likes me. And it's like, no, they want weed from you. I mean, technically, really, all you do when you open a coffee shop like this is, yes, you have to buy the equipment and know how to make the stuff to teach people. But then you don't even really have to know that. You can hire experienced baristas, and they can do all that. Uh, it's really just, like, you get to do the decorating. That is, like, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> They're like children, in a way, where it's just like, no, I always wanted to own a coffee shop that had sort of a Western motif. Is right. what, what, like, the coffee. aesthetic is, yeah, the aesthetic is all that, like, that's all you do because all the other stuff is figured out. Yeah, and then you can decide if you want to, like, buy bagels from a lo another local 
guy that claims that he's always dreamed of making bagels, you know, and <laughs> buy, buy, buy cookies from a baker that's always dreamed of baking the red velvet cake cupcakes. Like, we haven't seen that shit before. Yeah. So the next thing here, Brett, it's a new heading on this. A certified letter brings a big surprise to a small business. Eric Resch got his start in coffee just out of college. He worked as a barista, then an assistant manager for Starbucks, before investing in a coffee roaster and striking out on his own. He founded Stone Creek Coffee in 1993 with a vision for his business as a force for good, as a company with an obligation to care for those around it, Every from, oh, no. everyone from the farmers who grow the beans to the staff who brew the coffee. Um, oh, no. Over this is a Gen X post-racist guy. He is. He is, too. He, he looks very Gen X. Over the years, his business grew. But even when he was overseeing 13 cafes instead of Jeez. one. Oh, <laughs> I know. That's not a, that's like so not a small business. There's not, there's not very many 13 cafes, small businesses out there. Every night in his dream, he would get in his car and he would drive to each of the chains for the franchises that uh, he let people buy from from him. Or, yeah, just spending the whole night being the, the general manager. Yeah, that is that is a lot. of That's too many. It's one. They're Small business is one. <laughs> yeah. In early 2019, something happened that shattered. Oh, wait, no. He said, uh, Resh thought of himself as a boss who was accessible. Someone who listened and learned. In early 2019, something happened that shattered that. It started with the arrival of a certified letter from a branch, a local branch of the Teamsters, informing him that members of his staff had been organizing. They were asking for voluntary recognition of a union. It was a jolting surprise. Oh, wow, this is something I've never encountered before, he remembers thinking. So, uh... All right. This is the guy. I think this is new the guy challenge. that sat down with him. Yeah, it's a new challenge. He got, I never you know, dreamed you know, of I just want to say, I wonder what it was like when he went home and talked to his partner. Like that day? <laughs> you know? These motherfuckers, man. You know, I pay more than McDonald's. So, yeah. you know. But elsewhere, uh, the organizing at we, Stone Creek We take Coffee, care of our people. Right? Yeah. We agree. We take care of our people, right? Oh, and you know he's figuring out who the person that was doing the start of yeah. the organizing, and he's just like, mm -hmm. we well, just fire them. They've always been ungrateful about all the we stuff just, we do for them. This is why we said, don't let the commie shit into the cafe. <laughs> don't open a coffee shop if you're worried about the commie shit, by the way. You know? Like, I mean, I guess you could open up Black Rifle Coffee Club or whatever, but like, it's pretty well known that the commie shit happens in coffee shops. Like, I think it's weird that we didn't really ever consider, like, why not just try unionizing Starbucks one at a time? Because, like, that's a place where the employees would be much more uh, likely to, to vote for a union, you know? Yeah, and also it helps because certain stores are put under such extreme stresses that people are like, fuck it, I'm ready to risk it all because this is horrible. Yeah, but elsewhere in the service industry, workers were speaking out. The Fight for 15, a movement of fast food workers demanding $15 an hour, made a big impression on Kelly Lutz, then a college student and part-time barista at Stone Creek. She reflected on her own wage at the time, eight twenty-five an hour before tips. In he, when? 2019? Was, in 2019, yeah. He, oh was, he, he was paying $8.25 an hour plus tips in 2019. And let me, let me explain something here. Uh, the tips that, People think the tips at the coffee shop are insane or, or like you're going to get tips because we tip decent when you go to a coffee shop. But some people don't tip at all, right? And some people tip what? like 15 cents. 25 cents. Like Gwen leaves maybe $10 in it in one day from the coffee shop in tips. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, most, it's like the same people that like, if they see a homeless person, they just pretend like they don't fucking exist. They also pretend like that tip line doesn't fucking exist every single time. And they just steal exactly. themselves. And there's most, that's most people don't give a fuck. Yeah, okay. They're just like, sorry, yeah. buddy. I got to get my, I mean, let me, let me say this about Starbucks even though, like, 
you can't tip if you order mobile unless you have cash in your pocket and you stop on the way in, right? God so damn. like, yeah, you can't tip on the app. So like sometimes I just take like, if I have 10 bucks in my pocket, I just throw it in there for the times I don't. It's the best that I can figure to do because I don't carry cash. Um, but she, he, it says she reflected on her own wage at the time, 8.25 an hour before tip, and came to a conclusion. What I make can't even pay for two lattes. It didn't make sense to her. After all, she thought baristas are the ones who take on the stress when someone calls out sick, when the lines are long, or when the air conditioning isn't working. That all adds up over time, Lutz says. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, she's got a, a really good point there, too. This guy owned 13 coffee shops. He's paying eight twenty-five an hour. He ain't making the fucking lattes. If somebody calls in sick, he can't fucking do that because I'm sure there's fucking 13 stores. I mean, <laughs> I, I believe in 2019, I still believe the rent was about $1,000. It was, you know, it's 2000 now. It was $1,000, 300 bucks a week um, that they're going to get taxed on as well. So they're not getting that whole fucking thing. Uh, and I mean, then expecting 20. to just have customers pick up the rest. Like, and especially on, it is like coffee stuff to tip on because like, if you spend $5, you know, like, do I, I'm not, I'm not going to spend 10. I don't want to double the price, but it does seem yeah. like if everybody chipped in a dollar or two, but then I do end up doing five because I know that people are, are fucking expecting, you know, us to pick up the tab. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Then a, it's, a, it's, then a Facebook it's, it's a mind game. Yeah, then a Facebook post from the Teamsters Local 344 popped up on her feed. She got in touch with an organizer there and began spreading the word across Stone Creek cafes about her union. For Resch, it was a humbling moment. He thought he'd put systems in place at Stone Creek to capture all sorts of feedback from employees, good and bad. Now he realized those systems were broken, which is, that is, that is, come on, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. How can you really be a boss and think that your feedback system's gonna work? You know? Even if I it's like what did you say? Can you repeat that? Because you kind of broke up for me. Oh, how could you be a boss and think your feedback system could could like it does they don't work. Those feedback systems where they're like, hey, just put an anonymous thing in or feel free to talk to me. I don't get mad. And or you know, I, I can take criticism. That stuff doesn't work. And plus, again, it does work for them because that's what that's what they always dreamed about. In their dream, they stand up in front of everybody and say, "You can say whatever you want to me. I'm a chill guy," and uh, nobody says anything because they they just love working there so much. Yes, yeah. A week after receiving the certified letter, Resh began holding workshops. He wanted a chance to make things right without a union. I okay. stood before my team. He says, "I said, talk to me." What is it that I've missed? What is it that you're all asking for? Resch believed strongly that a union had no place at Stone Creek. He feared it would interfere with relationships he built with his staff. <laughs> no, that's not, no, it, but like what you're doing now is interfering with relationships you built with your staff. There's that was a union. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't be resistant at that point. I would be like, okay, you really got together to do this. Uh, so, you know, I'm uh, not paying attention, you know, apparently. Well, dude, I didn't realize how much you? I don't fucking know. But I'm not an, also an arrogant guy. Like, I am an arrogant guy, but I'm not this guy. But no, I'm saying, like, how, how does your union, like, how, how do you see them say they want a union, have meetings, and then say this, a union might fuck up my relationship with my employee. Right. Where it's like, so, I mean, your relationship with your employees is fucked up. They want a union. Like they, they ask for a union. They're saying it's fucked up. This and is you're all, just like, yeah. Oh, all businesses um, are the, the, the biggest dysfunctional family because this is basic. This is the same gaslighting and patriarchy, like parental type bullshit of just like, guys, I've been like, I've been listening the whole time. I've been here, you know, like, just reach out. It's like, no, you didn't. You fired people. You yell at people. You make people feel very uncomfortable. And because you want everybody to, to think that you're a good fucking guy because you're a hippy dippy dude from 92 and uh, you're fucking failing. 
you know, but it, but it, like it makes if it makes money, if they can make 13 of them. There's always a bunch of people. There's lots of fucking people on the outside that will keep shit running, you know. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it's like a fucking someone saying, like, I want to get divorced. And they're like, what? Are you serious? Where'd this come from? It's <laughs> coming. I thought everything was going great. Yeah. What? We no, we scream. That's how we talk. We scream when we talk. It makes it makes <laughs> our points for us. Yeah, uh, so he said no to the voluntary recognition and hired lawyers to help him get through the next step. For that, Rush was labeled a union buster. His workshops were disparaged as captive audience meetings. But that's what they were. They were but I don't meetings. want you to think that. I don't want you to think that, though. I didn't want you to think that. That's not. You can't think that. That's not fair, because I, I didn't dream it that way. <laughs> it was emotionally draining time but he emerged from those workshops with a clear sense of what had gone wrong. People felt unseen and unheard. There were not enough ways for workers to get their ideas and perspectives across. Organizing a union was certainly a way to do it, but there are certainly other ways to come at the problem, Resch says. He was relieved that a majority of his employees agreed. The staff voted down the union, allowing him to take a deep breath and reflect. I learned a lot, Resch says. I changed the company a lot. Hmm. Uh, so Resch took four months to ponder what he heard from employees. Then he got to work. He took significant steps to address some of the pressures staff faced on a job. He created two traveling positions, two baristas who are available to cover shifts in any Stone Creek cafe when someone calls out. He also created new pathways for employees to speak up. He formed an employee council that he meets with every other month and holds regular company-wide meetings where anyone can take the floor. Now it's someone's job to report back on what's being done with the feedback collected. Resch wants his employees to have a better understanding of the challenges he faces, including financial uncertainty. He'll open the company's books to any employee who asks. And whenever the business is facing a significant decision, such as ending its mask requirements, Resch asks the staff for input. So, I mean, listen, if things are really bad for them without the union, fine, whatever. But you should have been that way from the beginning, you know. Um, uh, this is all corporate fucking bullshit speak, total lies. And it, it, this is why NPR is is a fraud, and and people don't trust them is because everyone has sat through one of the things that he's talking about, and it doesn't increase your pay, and it does, and it doesn't increase the amount of holidays you get. That shit goes down. Like that should decrease with time. Your bonuses go away. Um, little extra holidays. Little uh, the. The Christmas, everybody gets a butterball ham at Christmas turns into a, a butterball ham lottery for one person in the building. Uh, yeah, so it's it's all bullshit and lies uh, that that make that makes him sound good because in the working environment, everything is to reinforce this hierarchy, and we and we cannot engage with each other as fully uh, as as adults on the same footing and say, "Listen, motherfucker, I'll make the coffee if I can." Don't have the bills crawling up my ass. That's what I want. Yeah. I like this. I like to do this and I show up because I can fucking deal with this. But you need to make it worth my fucking while to, to make you all your goddamn house and everything you fucking got. And a union is the only way to say that because you're never going to do that. There's no way to, you should never take the fucking deal. Hardcore is the only way to be about it. It's hardcore in 2024 and beyond. Like you just got, I mean, don't fucking give them an inch anymore because we've lost so much ground on this shit already. So in 2020, a similar campaign, different outcome. Just across the Milwaukee River, less than a mile away, another union campaign the following year took a very different path. For 12 years, Scott Lucy built up his coffee credentials as a barista and a trainer while working for different Milwaukee coffee chains. Lucy lived and breathed coffee, winning barista competitions and chairing the Barista Guild of America. I would tell people my inevitable end would be to own my own cafe. In 2015, he made that happen. He partnered with two guys who were specialty coffee wholesalers in Berkwa, Wisconsin, several hours away. He borrowed large sums of money and put his house on the line to open the cafe of his dream. Lucy was one of three owners, but the only one who worked in Milwaukee alongside the staff. It was important to him that the staff were happy. It was the vibe he wanted for his cafe. <laughs> so, uh, Wait, the so first this, couple of years. This is a guy that bought, a bought it. Oh, this is a different one. Oh, sorry, I got confused. 
Yeah, this is a different union. This is a different story. Uh, the first couple of years, I'm pretty sure I had days where everyone liked it. But a few years ago came a turning point. Lucy had called a staff meeting to discuss work schedules. Given many of his employees were college students, he would ask them to put their availability in writing once their school schedules were set. It didn't seem like a big deal until one of his newer employees balked. They pressed Lucy on why they needed to sign such a document. He tried to explain that working in a cafe is a commitment. When somebody's availability is constantly changing, it creates scheduling problems. It makes it harder to run the business. But he didn't force the issue. He didn't want to fight. He stepped back and told the staff, fine, if you guys don't want to sign these, I'm not going to make you. I'm just trying to show you how important this is to me. Okay. <laughs> Guilt trip, Dad. Yeah, I'm doing he, this. He, I just he, love you guys so fucking much. And it just, it bothers me that you don't want to be here all the time and that you're willing to put school over what we're building here in my dream. You're building my dream right now. And you're not putting as much effort as I am into it. And I'm just like, whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. I don't care, man. Just do fine. I, I guess. I guess you. I guess don't duck out of class early. I guess I shouldn't make you sign a contract that says I promise to duck out of class early every Thursday for uh, <laughs> for work. So in the pandemic, discontent soared to new levels. The discontent that had been brewing among the staff only grew with the onset of the pandemic. A couple of Lucy's employees. <laughs> a couple of Lucy's employees felt underpaid, undervalued, and excluded from important decisions about how the cafe would operate amid COVID. I felt like I was drowning. I felt like we were all drowning, says Steph Acker, a barista. We weren't getting the support we needed in so many ways, and it wasn't just 2020. Lucy knew there was a distrust, a lot of it directed at his business partners, who were in a different part of state, but he wasn't prepared what would come next. In the summer of 2020, Acker and a co-worker presented the owners with some demands. A more equitable work environment that promotes holistic wellness, fair wages, and a structure of accountability within its leadership team, they wrote in a document Acker shared with NPR. I felt like it was kind of me trying to reach out and be like, help, please. But sales had fallen in the pandemic. Lucy was already paying himself less than he made at his old job. So the answer was no, not now. Actor turned into the, turned to the Teamsters local three four four hardcore as Brett said. <laughs> we always <laughs> want to be hardcore. Uh, the same union that had attempted to organize Stone Creek Coffee a year earlier and asked coworkers to sign union cards. Lucy didn't know what to say or what he could say. Under federal law, employers can't question employees about their union activities or make any promises. Like, what if I say the wrong thing? He recalls thinking. <laughs> Starbucks and Amazon have spent a huge amount of... <laughs> this is I like, love this. They don't take a single second to talk to any of the fucking assholes that deal with this guy and how yeah. little cutesy little, little moments he gets in. I know. He's you, probably so guys. Mean. I'm the king on the chessboard. You're the pawns. I, you have to expose yourself to COVID. I'm not going to do it. Right. And, and like, he ha you have to think this guy was mean, right? Like, because that's the thing I've been thinking about as I read this was like, these guys are assholes. I know. <laughs> yes. Oh. It, We're getting what they <laughs> think of themselves. But outwardly, if, if you rile up the people to unionize on you, you're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So Starbucks and Amazon have spent huge amounts of money fighting union campaigns. At Lucy's Cafe, it was mostly on him. His business partners kept checking in on him, asking if he talked with the staff. It was the last thing he wanted to do. I need to be having conversations with people about a contentious topic? No thanks. I'll pass. I want to brew coffee and dial in espresso, he thought at the time. <laughs> in the middle the of COVID? Yeah. The staff asked for voluntary recognition of the union. He said no, let it go to a vote. That led to accusations of union busting. No shit, because that's what it is, motherfucker. That's, if you're trying to stop a, a union from happening, you're union busting. That's a definition. He doesn't, it doesn't sound nice enough. I did it in a nice way, though. <laughs> uh, I stopped the union in a nice way. I didn't bust it. I just like used paperwork to get rid of it. I just well, hired this, a firm. I just hired some, this, I hired some people to get rid of it. 
this guy is saying it caused him anxiety. He's like, I have anxiety about this I know. kind of thing. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be in an uncomfortable conversation with my employees. It's like, dude, you own a business, dude. Yeah. You gotta, yeah, you gotta nut up, dude. It's time. It's time to be the owner of the fucking business. You, you reap all the rewards of this thing. So, what's the problem? Heavy as the head that wears the crown. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't give a fuck either. Yeah, (laughs) manage it. Uh, Fucking manage it and run your business. On December sixteenth, the votes were counted. Yeah, they're never gonna ask. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just, on December 16th, the votes were counted. The final tally, three to two for the union. One person didn't vote. Days later, the owners closed the cafe indefinitely, citing <laughs> issues due to the pandemic. <laughs> See? And then all you do is open a new one. Yeah. You, get, you can get away <laughs> with fucking murder. You got away with murder. or what it, well, You got away with what euthanizing a, a, a situation that made you feel bad or whatever you would call it. I don't know. <laughs> The following spring, Lucy bought out his business partners, a move the three owners agreed was better for everyone. He renamed the cafe likewise, hired back staff under federal law. The union remained intact. Uh, So, the union what? The the union remained intact because you can't just close. Right. And like, so, um, Working with the Teamsters, Lucy's six employees negotiated a contract that includes some of what they've been seeking. One month schedules posted 10 days in advance. That's sick. That's fucking cool. A clause preventing how Lucy from talking. I know. That's how I fucking feel too, dude. That isn't even that hard. That's an incredible benefit too. I mean, that is like a thing that costs you absolutely fucking nothing that you could do that would improve the life of the people that work for you. Just forecast. Figure out what the fucking holidays are. Get all that shit taken care of early. And then uh, tell people what, when to fucking be there. Yeah. A clause preventing Lucy from firing or disciplining anyone without just cause. A $20 monthly wellness stipend to cover things like yoga classes and bike share fees. All things Lucy says he largely supported. <laughs> but there are other... They went all in. That, that's new age union. This, you know, you get They yoga. were like, I want fucking... I want yoga too. <laughs> but there are mm. other parts of the contract he regrets agreeing to, including a fifty cent an hour raise every year. He oh, doesn't good. think the business can afford it. Oh my god! But that's there's inflation though is higher than the, you're paying people. Yeah. You're paying yeah you're paying people at a loss to work for you. Then fifty cents a year is um uh that's like I think. Someone hands you two quarters for your payment. You put them in the palm of your hands and then you slap them into their face. <laughs> it seems fair. It better be a whole dollar bill. The dollar bill should be the should be the the union of measurement for raises. But it's only fifty cents on his end. He's complaining. I don't think I can do this. It's like you can't be in business then. If you can't raise these people's pay that have been here for a year, it's not everybody because other <laughs> people quit before the year is up and they, you're just giving them 50 more cents, dude. Cut them in a little bit for fuck's sake, dude. Um, They're like, well, I mean, that's like, fuck, that's $4 per employee. I've got, I've got four employees. That's 16 extra dollars a day I need to make. That's, that's going to kill me. <laughs> Uh, but there are other parts of it. Okay, so this is the most irritating to him is what he calls the red tape. The union contracts dictate how much time he's allowed to spend behind the bar in his own cafe. And when nice. he wants to make changes that affect the staff, such as extending store hours, he's supposed to negotiate it through the union, even after he's got the go-ahead from everyone on his team. I don't want an additional contract giving me rules, says Lucy. That's why I quit my job and started my own job because I wanted to do things my way. Oh man, this is. I hope that maybe. I hope maybe somebody. I hope some some people are realizing. Wait a second, this sounds awesome. Fucking yoga and bikes and shit. Yeah, yeah, but I think that like the reason for this article. Uh, the reason for this article to me is like, it's like, uh, it wasn't written for like people who work. It was written no. for boss owners. You know what I'm saying? Written for owners. It's like, here's, yeah, here's two ways to understand how to deal with, with uh, a union drive. 
and it's just You're guys right. complain. They're like, yeah, yeah, just how much of a pain in the ass. Like I got, I paid him off. I just paid him on to get him to shut up. And then this other guy is like, yeah, the union's coming for me. I know I can't sleep at night. They're, they're, they're making up. I can make coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that wait, till is, gets wait till he gets grievanced. Oh, well, uh, let me say this. Uh, uh, actor, now the shop, you, uh, here, where's it at? Actor has been holding Lucy to the contract, filing grievances whenever he skirts the rules. <laughs> After everything that we went through to get this first contract, <laughs> I feel really invested in making sure it works. Yes. <laughs> but then, <laughs> yeah, they're doing grievances on the guy, too. They it's did it. Yeah. See, this I, is why really you don't take to... the payoff. The payoff is a yeah, one-time. The payoff is like a bad deal. The payoff is a reverse of the 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 lottery, because the payoff is you get everything up front. The loan deal is it. A... Yeah, you got to keep doing it. You got to keep fucking doing it if you don't if you take the payoff. But right, you, know. you have to keep fighting for payoffs. Yeah. Stick in for the union and do it, please, people. And uh, I think that's going to be the show. We got an hour out here. Uh, I can go get my. I can go get Arby. Thank you, Meyer Wi-Fi, for making something for happen. Sponsoring the show for having the, the newest hits <laughs> in the game. They do. And I you're will in, be you're back from home. Michigan. So you're wait. You're at the origination point. So they might even have newer snacks than we get in even Columbus. That's a good point, but I already have snacks back at the uh, shitty camper, so uh, I'm not going to get any snacks now. I did get a Gatorade hydration because I haven't been drinking much, so I'm okay, trying to hydrate. Um, enjoy washing yourself with a bucket. It sucks, but uh, it was hilarious I'll live, to dude. No, I have dude wipes now, dude. Oh, I can use dude wipes now. I don't know what they're called. Katie got them for me when I was uh, not when I was shitting in the bathroom at the Myers. She picked the them. XL is like a paper towel. They're huge. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Street Fight. Uh, support the show. patreoncom radio Bonus content. There's a ton of there already. If you sign up today, you get access to an, a, another podcast feed. So you get Street Fight Radio on your podcasting app. You will get a new link. On that new link, there are hundreds of bonus episodes of Street Fight Radio. Uh, get you know what you get Friday, radio. Brett? What? You know what you get Friday? You get a Shocktober. Shocktober this Friday, a new episode. So it's a new, Great reason it's a new Mantel content. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to get the shirt, it's store.streetfightradio.com, benefiting Zach Bath, Zach Bath and uh, anarchists in Germany. Uh, we will see you on Sunday. We'll be taking calls. I'll be we'll be in the booth. Uh, so we'll be back on Thank Sunday, God. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. That's the place to be. CRS LPFM. I forgot to say that. I'm supposed to say it every broadcast. Have a good one. <laughs>
the time with your daughter She's got a big friend of mine She's born to love her like water I'm feeding her all of my wine Yeah, well, you're so well, you're so gonna do it right now 